0: Episode 26, Yaya Diamond, professional singer and radio host.
1: Uh, That would be my favorite mistake that I make every single time. You'd think I would learn, but no.
0: I'm Mark Rabin. This is my favorite mistake. In this podcast, you'll hear business leaders and other really interesting people talking about their favorite mistakes. Because we all make mistakes. But what matters is learning from our mistakes instead of repeating them over and over again. So this is the place for honest reflection and conversation, personal growth, and professional success. Visit our website at myfavoritemistakepodcast.com. Since this is episode 26, you can find links and show notes and more at markcraven.com slash mistake26. Thanks for listening. And now on with the show. Hi, welcome to My Favorite Mistake. I'm Mark Raven and we are joined today by Yaya Diamond. She is, among other things, uh, a podcaster. Um, more broadly, she's an entertainer, which means being a singer and a recording artist, uh, multi-talented, and we're going to talk about some of that today. But Yaya, thank you so much for being a guest here on the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's a rare occasion. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad we can talk today. And um We'll see where the conversation goes. And we always started off with uh, the question, the theme of the podcast here. What would you say is your favorite mistake?
1: Not going after things right at the get-go. Like, you know, doubting myself. That's my favorite mistake that I shouldn't be making, but I always do. Uh, But it always turns out to be the right move to go for it. But I always hesitate. So it's like, I guess that's my favorite mistake, Um, hesitation. Uh, and not going forward and not being like, you know, just jump in, just, you know, you could do it, just go. Yeah. Um, so doubting myself, hesitation, procrastination, <laughs> all those things to keep me from going forward at the beginning. Uh, that would be my favorite mistake that I make every single time. you think I would learn, but no.
0: Well, so let's explore that because, you know, one of the things we talk about here is, you know, learning from mistakes. And I mean, so for maybe, you know, for one, do you have an example or a story of a time you doubted yourself and you ended up um, oh regretting it.
1: Is, wow. there, is there not one time that I haven't done that? That's the, gonna be the question. Well, <laughs> I would say, yeah. you know, um, It's just, it's a lot of variables with me. I kind of analyze everything before I jump in, which is not always good because I know I have the talent to do it. So let's just say uh, when I was asked to uh, be a part of, I was asked to be a part of a a show, a concert, and it was a really nice concert, sold out within three days. It was a great, great event, Uh, but I kind of doubted myself because of the talent lineup I was Mm -hmm. like, well, am I good enough to be Mm -hmm. on this roster? Am I, you know, and, and my friends were like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're coming. Shut up. You know, stop doing that. You always do that. They always say that stop, you know? So they pulled me in, but it turned out to be an amazing event. It raised a lot of money uh, for charity and it was just amazing. But uh, yeah, I always doubt it. I doubted myself, but it was a wonderful event. I got to be on the same stage with uh, one of Orlando, Top premiere uh, Aretha Franklin tribute acts. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to be on stage with Twinkle, who is like a famous rock uh, lady, you know, a rock star from uh, the '80s and '90s. Uh, she was signed with all kinds of different uh, people, and she's been she's been on stage with I don't know. I can't say Aerosmith, but people like Aerosmith, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so it was a great event. I mean, we all got on stage at the end. And it was wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful, and I'm I'm glad I did it.
0: So it sounds like, you know, in, the, in that example there, you had friends, um, intervention might be too strong of a word, but they're, yeah. they they're, they're trying to coach <laughs> you up and say, yeah, yeah, you're really, you know, you're talented. You can do this. Yeah. Um, did, did, did you start seeing a pattern and start becoming more aware of this yes. tendency to doubt yourself?
1: Yes, I, I did begin to see a pattern in it. It was, um. It's funny because, I mean, you 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 go about your day, you go about your things, you you do everything that you know you can do because you're so accustomed to just jumping into, you know, the normal stuff. But when extra stuff comes in that is above what you believe is your grade, you hesitate. Mm-hmm. I think that hesitation takes us out of the game a lot of times. And so I did see that pattern. Um, and lately within the last, I would say since COVID started, I, I really challenged myself not to hesitate. Any mean, if I know I have the talent, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in. Yeah.
0: Well, and so, you know, I think it's good to be aware of of that, you know, that that tendency or that habit to to doubt yourself. And you know, how, do, how do you keep that in front of yourself to kind of continually remind yourself? I mean, like some people put a sticky note on their computer monitor about <laughs> a habit or a reminder or... Um, yeah, I mean, what, what what do you do, or what do you plan to do to sort of remind yourself, hey, don't right. don't do that.
1: Now um, I forgot the lady's name, but I know her last name is Robbins. Um, it's not Tony Robbins. It's 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 someone else. Anyway, I forgot her first name, but she has this five second thing where i loved it because i'm not very good at keeping little papers around they i always throw them away so if your numbers on a little paper i'm sorry i threw it away yeah. <laughs> So, but um what she did was she said you have to kind of reassert yourself so she does this countdown and she does it in a different way it's it's more like the countdown is for her uh it, It's just different. But I use the countdown for myself as a five, four, three, two, one to kind of reset myself. So I'll count down five, four, three, two, one, yes. Or five, four, three, two, one, no. And that's my decision. It's not going to be a maybe or if, or let me think about it or anything like that. Within that five seconds that I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about it, I'm thinking about the talent I have and how I shouldn't undermine myself and I should challenge myself. Or I don't have that talent, but I know someone who does. Maybe I should just go ahead and say, no, I know I'm not very good at that. Mm -hmm. So let me say no, and then let me refer them to the person that Mm -hmm. I know that can do that. Um, So within that time frame, that five seconds, it gives me that moment to either say yes or no. It also takes the hesitation away from me and my self-doubt. So I either know I can or I can't within five seconds.
0: Well, you you sort of answered um, a question I was going to ask as a follow-up earlier. You talked about analyzing a situation, and Mm -hmm. I was going to ask about finding the balance of analyzing without overanalyzing and it sounds right. like this 54321 is your that's going to be my thing to prevent yeah. overanalyzing.
1: Right. Yeah. I can either do it and I know I have the talent to do it, I know I have the skill to do it. And within those 5 seconds, I can kind of go through everything and, and kind of analyze a question and either say yes or no. And if, and if I know it's not going to make me happy to do it, it's going to be taxing on me. I I do have the talent, just not the time. I will say no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what you're describing, um, I don't know if you've heard the phrase, like this is a fairly common dynamic in different professional circles, imposter syndrome. Okay. And so I think you know what happens there is it's just off the top of my head from uh, what I've read about this. But there's a certain point where you know somebody reaches a level of proficiency mm-hmm. where they know what they don't know, right? That's different right. than being a beginner. Right. Um, and people have reached some level of success and then self-doubt kicks in. Mm-hmm. And, and people, um, you know, very often feel like, uh, you know, I've heard people talk about this in professional circles. They're invited to um, uh, conferences to speak on stage, I guess, back when yeah. we were doing that. We'll do that again soon. And they, they've yeah. got that doubt where they they say, well, I feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. And 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 that can be, you know, really difficult, you know, if that gets in your head um, yeah. to, to, to not let that hold you back.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, I never felt like I was an imposter. I have to say that. I, I never okay. really felt like it's as if I was living someone else's life or trying to be someone I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um that's not, you know, something I ever struggled with. Um yeah. because I know who I am, um, I just don't know how good I am. So that's where this the yeah. um uh, yeah, hesitation and I- came in
0: yeah and I think that imposter syndrome, yeah it's not about um pretending to be someone else, but someone would say you're an expert and and the imposter feels like well i'm I'm just sort of posing yeah uh, as as an expert um okay, I got gotcha. you so that that happens sometimes um mm-hmm. so i I was gonna ask um I'm just kind of, you know, not really on the topic of um, mistakes, but, you know, during the pandemic times and you talked about mm-hmm. evaluating opportunities as, as a musician, um, th- uh-huh. this has been a difficult time uh, oh. in terms of not being able to perform. How
1: how are you, how are you getting through that? You know, for six months, there was nothing, you know, those six months, this, this month, we've had a few shows. Mm-hmm. It, it, um it's starting in October, one or two outdoor events um November's kicked up a little bit more where the actual venues, what they're doing is they're roping off the stage. They're telling artists they cannot mingle with the crowd mm-hmm. um, and the crowd cannot dance. They can dance at their uh, tables. Tables are six feet apart. Yeah. Most of the stuff is outdoors. Any indoor event, we do a short set, go outside come back in, do another one, go back outside. So it's it's a little bit different of a structure and masks are always involved with that. So I have a, a plethora of masks now, um, but um, yeah, it's, it's a little different. It's picking up, it might slow down again, no, because I just got a cancellation for New Year's.
0: I think we're all still trying to figure out Yeah. What, how how bad the pandemic is getting again and then what to do about it. And there are mistakes made in, uh, on that realm, unfortunately, but, um, so, you know, I, I am curious to kind of dig a little bit more deeply into performing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, as, as, as a kid and even up through the end of college, um, I, I performed, um, quite a bit as Mm -hmm. a percussionist, a drummer and a percussionist. And I, I can't. I can't sing. I'm. I'm. I'm a little uh, (laughs) tone deaf, perhaps. But as a drummer, you can get away with that. As a a drummer, as the joke says, I'm not a musician. I'm a drummer. Oh gosh. (laughs) So drummers can say that. But you know, thinking about um, the investment of time that goes into rehearsal, and even with that, I still have seared into my mind, um, you know, a couple of musical mistakes. Mm-hmm. that i made that either went unnoticed and bothered me or right. you know were i think in one case like basically i blew a solo <laughs> with the symphony um, oh, no. and 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 had, had <laughs> practiced and practiced and rehearsed and rehearsed and i think the only time i had blown it that badly i think it was 17 years old mm-hmm. was in the concert mm-hmm. so so my, my question to you as a, a professional musician um what what is the role of re- practice individually? The role of rehearsal as an ensemble to try to help prevent musical mistakes.
1: Right, the, you're never going to completely prevent musical mistakes. Um, I feel I guess than that's anything. that's an oxymoron, and there will be times when you will kind of like freeze up. I guess you know the which is what I have to do today. You know, before you go to rehearsal as a pro- a professional. You have to know your material. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going to go to rehearsal to rehearse and learn your material. You should know it. So they expect you on a different level uh, to know your material before you walk in the door. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll get hired like this Friday. I was hired to do a show with another band. There is no rehearsal. You know the stuff. You have to know it. You walk in and you do the show. Mm -hmm. So there is no rehearsal. Um, So there, it depends on what level you're on. You know, if you're a band, original band, there is a different level to that too, because you're getting together to write a song. There's nothing really organized. So Um, and on that level, you you don't know anything. You just walk again, you know, and everybody's just going to jam until they figure it out, you know, kind of kind of go through it all. But um, I would say, you know, as a professional or even as someone that's beginning, the best thing that someone can do, like I did, was learn your material the best way you can when you get to rehearsal things will get tightened from there. So basically you're looking to tighten up Uh, when you get to the show, just kind of separate a little bit from the crowd, from the people trying to say hello, you say hello and whatever, but kind of separate yourself, go over everything in your head. Um, I always bring my tablet with me, my, um, I have an Apple mm-hmm. uh, tablet. I don't know what it's called. Between, yeah, Apple iPad, tablet, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah iPad, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, on there, I have my set list. And then, um, and then I also have some words. So sometimes, like this Friday, I will be taking my tablet with me to remind me of my words, just in case. Because there's a few songs that I'm not really too familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I have until Friday to learn them. And it's not that many. Um, you know, I'd say 99% of the, the songs I know. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one or two I don't. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, you just have to be prepared to the best way you, you, you can be prepared. Don't beat yourself down. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to hit flats. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes in the middle of a song, I do forget the words. Yeah. You make your own up because nobody mm-hmm. really knows the words anyway. Yeah. Not unless it's like, I will always love you, then you're messed up. You
0: sure. Know? I was going to say, if,
1: it, if it's you know,
0: uh, for one of the big hits in the Aretha, frankly,
1: Then Yeah. Then you're, um, yeah, forget it. You're, you know, just put the mic out like this and go, yeah, you know the words. right? Thank you so much. I remember now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you don't want to misspell R S C R S. P.E.C.T.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: I wasn't even—I wasn't trying to sing that. Even just saying it out loud, I'm like, that's easy to stumble over.
1: It really is. It really I've is. Never
0: rehearsed that
1: clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. It's—it is you know. It it can be it can be a challenge because you become. Uh, sort of like, I would say like a robotic kind of person where you kind of go through the motion. However, if something kind of interrupts you or startles you, that will throw you off. And usually you forget everything after that because you are so used to going into a pattern uh, when the pattern is disrupted, mm. that's when you really need to know your music. It's, um, it's funny. Okay, so you're a drummer, right? You're a drummer. Yeah. So you've played in different places. Some places people have rhythm and some places people don't. And as a drummer, a percussionist, singer, vocalist, whatever you are in that band, you know, either you're going to be able to look at the people and play or don't look at the people Mm. (laughs) and play. So that's what I'm talking about. There could be some some instances where you're thrown off a little bit. And I think that maybe, you know, or the pressure or just being in a different situation mm-hmm. can throw you off a little bit. But yeah, if if you've got people in the audience that can't really keep a rhythm, don't look at them while you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And see, I, I do have a pair of drumsticks handy, even in my office. I don't have a oh, full-blown, nice. uh, full-blown <laughs> drum set anymore. But yeah, I mean, i think the one one mistake that comes to mind um, is in that category of being in a different environment. So I was mm. in the marching band at Northwestern University, and the pre. Did you ever do marching band or play an instrument? I
1: did. I was um, I was the the flag flag. Star. Oh, okay. I did the yeah. flag star. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so the pregame show for a marching band generally is the same every week. It's the fight mm. song. It's the same formation. You could almost do it in your sleep because you've practiced it that much well once a year we would take a road trip and i remember we were at um, the university of iowa and the thing that 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 got into my head was that during the the pre-game rehearsal that morning there was a question of well we normally we go down and turn and play to the left well because we were the visiting team are we going to go down and turn and play to the right where are our fans going to be right and they had changed it back and forth a couple of times Oh no! And then, of course, during the actual live pregame show, we got to that point where I spun to the left, and I realized everybody else had already turned right. That must so, have
1: been. Do you have that on tape? That that's got to be funny.
0: No, no, I don't think. No, it's probably not. You know, from the early '90s. If it was on tape, it was being filmed at a level where you yeah. would have really had to be looking but you know so i had the drums in front of me and like once you've come to a stop it's harder so like to do a 180 it was just kind of like
1: whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah you just kind of played it off
0: <laughs> well if somebody either saw either
1: that or it. run to the other or run to the other side <laughs> yeah. so you know i mean again like you know nah
0: no big deal i you know but right. I, it's funny how that sticks a mistake can stick with you the the good times and the the successes right are, are there too as well, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I've made plenty of mistakes. <laughs> plenty. We all do, right? And that that's, yeah. one
0: the, that's one of the themes of the podcast here is to sort of, you know, embrace that and, and figure mm-hmm. out, okay, how do we learn from it? How do we grow? Exactly. You know, what What you were describing there seems applicable, you know, as a speaker going on stage of, of what I heard you describe was sort of that, that pregame prep. Right. Just kind of, you've got a routine and you, you, you stay in that mental, I'm ready to perform space. That sounds like right.
1: kind of a yeah, you have getting,
0: to getting thrown off.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. You have to be, and you have to be ready for that, that odd moment. You know, you have to prepare yourself as much as possible for being thrown off, you know, and what to do if something should happen that is just out of the ordinary, so.
0: What, what's an example of that, of like something like, have, something happens in the middle of the performance, what would throw you off? I'm just curious.
1: So we were uh performing uh with uh Glenn Leonard from The Temptations, sure. and I was with him for eight years for the Hitchville live show. And uh it was a great, great thing, but uh we never really had anybody rush the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh but what um so we were doing uh um oh gosh, it was one of the Supreme songs. Mm -hmm. and uh the whole skit was that you know we would go out into the audience and grab someone and pull them on the stage so i was singing with brenda waddy uh former singer with the marvelettes and she (laughs) went out to the stage and she was like "Uh, oh it was um uh, bill bill okay if you guys know what Bill is, Bill, it's, it's from, you know, just check it out. So she goes off the stage. She walks into the audience. She goes, Bill, where were you? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe. Who is this woman you're with, Bill? And we were like, and it's three girls, you know. So we were looking at each other like, Bill, but I thought you were going to be with me. And she <laughs> sat on the guy's lap and smacked him. <laughs> I mean, like, like you heard it. It was like, <laughs> we we were like are we going to be sued for this? <laughs> was, so, and then, and then he was disabled, which we oh. didn't know.
0: Oh. He had a cane.
1: And so when he stood up, he grabbed this cane and she jumped up and he grabbed her with one arm and had to carry her back to the stage. Yeah. We were like...
0: I guess that's the danger you know. of, of ad-libbing.
1: Yes. It, you know, but improv. But we never did. After that, we just... And we didn't do the bell thing like that anymore. <laughs> but it was like, sh- sh- yeah, you. Yeah. he had a red mark on his face for her, for her smacking him.
0: Wow. There's an <laughs> so example of. Like,
1: that was really out of the ordinary. And, and it just it threw everybody off. Like literally, we had to kind of regain ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great time. So I guess he liked getting <laughs> smacked.
0: Oh, good. No lawsuit.
1: No lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it sounds like so there's an example of learning from uh, a mishap or a mistake or uh
1: yeah right so we didn't anticipate that but no no we did yeah. not and you know we had to kind of reel that in a little bit yeah. <laughs> but it was funny yeah. <laughs> but we were like <laughs> so yeah that was something that pretty much threw us off yeah. yes definitely.
0: Well, uh, so before we wrap up, Yaya, um, want to talk a little bit about your podcasting. And you've got some new frontiers that you're going into. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to
1: tell us about that. Yeah. You know, so yesterday I signed the agreement with uh, 100.9 FM and 1580 AM I Radio. So I am now an official uh, talk show radio host on terrestrial radio. Wow. That's what's, what's something. So I jumped in. No. What, what? I jumped in. So did you use the five, four, three, two, one? No, I did the one. I said one. Yes. <laughs> and I did it. There was no doubt about that this time. No, because I mean, podcasting is pretty much radio, but it's a podcast, but you're still you're still a host, you know, and I think that it's pretty much the same. So why not?
0: Yeah. Well, good. So there's the progression from doubting yourself to Saying yeah, let's do this. So when when does yeah, that start? Yeah, let's just do
1: it. December seventh is going to be the first show, um, and it'll go for thirteen weeks. And if everything works out, then we'll continue, keep going.
0: Yeah, and, and what city are those stations?
1: So it's um it's Sarasota, Charlotte County, um, Fort Myers. It's it's like Northport. It's all those little area up in there, and it's also online. Yeah, uh, so you can get us WCCF. I Heart radio, uh, is where we are online.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the title of, uh, of your podcast again
1: is. No, it's, just, it's dream chasers radio. That's it. Dream yeah. chasers radio is the podcast. It's going to be the same name on the radio show. So it's the same.
0: And so, and so what's just, what... figure out, just, just jump, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you end up talking about that? People come on and talk about how they've chased their dreams yes. professionally yes. or personally?
1: Mhm. everything yeah. you know whatever the case may be for a person you know everybody has different goals and different dreams it doesn't have to necessarily take you and put you in the eye of millions of people it could just be something that you've been wanting to do for your family and finally you're the one that did it even though other people said they were you know I've, there's accomplishment is accomplishment and uh I, I put nothing above anything else i think it's all great yeah
0: and what, what's your website, Yaya, where they can find uh, the podcast and about you and your
1: music and everything in general? So um, there's two sites. There's Dream Chasers Radio, and then there's also YayaDiamond.com. So DreamChasersRadio.com and YayaDiamond.com.
0: Well, great. I hope people will check that out. Um, congratulations on the launch of the radio show. That's very exciting. So that's thank you taking a, a step up in... Uh, Reaching people with with uh, your show and your message and your guests, so that's really good to hear. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, our guest again has been Yaya Diamond, um, podcaster, entertain, or radio host, um, entertainer, singer, recording artist. Um, thank you for sharing some of your experiences and giving you know a glimpse into um, sort of the the world of music and and how you've reflected upon, um, as you said, learning to not doubt yourself. So, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for being a great guest today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast inspires you to pause and think about your own favorite mistake and how learning from mistakes shapes you personally and professionally. If you're a leader, what can you do to create a culture where it's safe for colleagues to talk openly about mistakes in the spirit of learning? Please subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Our website is MyFavoriteMistakePodcast.com. See you next time.